0: Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar schaller Hey everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about brutal football. Yeah. Uh, but before we do, we have... Brutal presents. Yeah, nice looking package here. Where's that from, Bo? This is from... Uh, M- Motika, New Zealand. Oh, boy. All the way from Middle Earth. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So, I'm gonna open this thing up. Hopefully not cut myself. Watch out with the swastika-like lettering on the side. Yes. They're good people in New Zealand. Um, and we get newspaper to look at, too. Oh, boy. I remember how much fun that was from... You now, this is gonna be probably... Hollywood. I honestly have no
1: idea what this is. Look, look at this. No look idea. at this. This is
0: the leader. The leader is good. The leader is great. The Just Tasman edition, and uh, they've got a, a girl. This is this is great. This is, I'm going to read you this. What is happening in this picture? Michaela Isherwood watches her sister, Stella Isherwood, compete in the Merman Limited Junior Possum Throw. That's what I thought she was doing. She is throwing <laughs> a possum. Look at that. I'm holding it up for all of our New Zealand sounds watchers. a lot like West Virginia. It does. It does. We'd be right at home there. That's a Tasman so, edition. Did you see um, that? So I won't, I won't go through all this now, but this, this is going to be good for oh you later on. But are you ready for the this is this is the unknown object. Are you throwing throwing a possum by the way? I've never been in close contact with a possum. I see them deceased on the side of the road, but that's about it.
1: Alright, yeah, go ahead. I'm okay, I got here we drive. go. I'm
0: pulling it out. Alright, oh boy. Oh my gosh. So this is incredible. So small. Oh. Sorry. Okay. This is a letter. From Gary and it was printed on thermal uh thermal paper. It nice was touch. oh yeah. It was printed on a spectrum thermal printer. Nice touch. I nice haven't touch. seen one of these in a while. I've never seen one of these, so this is great. Hey guys, here's a little something to say thanks for your great podcast. It's not Amiga related, but you mentioned it, so I thought you may enjoy exploring it. The Sinclair ZX Spectrum, affectionately known as the Specy, was my second computer after owning a Sinclair ZX81. The step up from 1 kilobyte of RAM to the Specky's 48 was mind-blowing. It also supported color and sound. There are plenty of resources online so you could load this baby up with tons of cool games via your PC sound card.
1: (laughs) Thanks again,
0: and cheers from New Zealand. Kind regards, Gary. Oh, thank you, Gary. So, So kind. Seriously, I've wanted one of these for a
1: very, very, very long time. Now, let me have a look at that boat. I've never held one of these. I never thought I would. Look at that. That is something, eh? It's so it's so compact. It
0: is, you eh? That's the whole system right there. Yeah,
1: we'll have to figure out a. We're gonna have to get a get a power inverter and light too, eh? Yeah, yeah. That is something. What a nice gift. Thanks yeah. a lot, man. Thank you, Gary. We'll put it to good use, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was just
0: watching. There's a what you do is you load it up. You load up your uh, your phone with a cassette files and you plug it in the audio jack right there and you just hit play on your phone and it loads the cassette because the the computer thinks it's a cassette playing it ears the audio file
1: no shit yeah
0: isn't that crazy? i was wondering
1: what he was talking about I said pc sound card that's what he meant today. yeah yeah so the, the was this did this thing have a did this thing ever have a disc drive or anything it had a cassette drive i it don't never, think it ever had a disc drive mm-hmm. if it did it didn't sell well mm-hmm. and this expansion port was used for what do you know more than this I, you know, I've got the book, but people I, are at home going, "What are you doing? You're idiots!" Yeah, but I think that I think that,
0: see this mic right here. That's where that's where you plug in your phone. That you basically just get an eighth inch jack on both ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah.
1: I've used cassette drives many times. Okay, I never used my phone to do it. That's I never even thought about that. That's I. I did you ever think you'd? I never thought I'd ever even touch one of oh, these know, things in my whole no. life. Then one of my professors in college in England, he had
0: one, and he pulled it out, but he didn't let me touch it. I bet this is the
1: only ZX Spectrum in all West Virginia. I
0: guarantee you that's that's the case. Guarantee it. And he's included the power lead here with uh, the end of it cut so we can maybe attach it to uh, another lead. Oh, sure, yeah. It, that, it,
1: it says here 9 volts DC. That's no problem. Yeah. We, we'll figure that. We can get that yeah. easy. So That is something. I'm going to
0: reattach this node on here, and this will be... Taken picture of and uh put on the Facebook page
1: and Twitter and That's crazy. It's so. that crazy, man. Yeah. I never would have thought it. Riveting radio, I'm sure, but we're we're <laughs> taking aback by this nice nice present. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gary. Yes, I appreciate it very much.
0: Uh we also got some other feedback uh on our Alien Breed
1: show. Okay. Uh Laura I like you know, I played that game a little bit this week a little bit more. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I got better at it. And it, it is a it's a really good game. I really enjoy it. Yeah, uh, Lauren, uh,
0: Lauren <laughs> yeah. Giroux, he, uh, he said, did you know that it's actually possible to shoot the doors instead of using a key to open them? No, I did not know that. I guess it wastes a lot we were of always, ammo. I was going to
1: say, we're always so low on ammo. Yeah, it, it takes we're a lot of to ammo do to
0: do it, but uh, if you're if you're in a situation where you need to get through, you can do it. Good tip. Yeah, so thank you for that, Lauren. Um, we got uh, feedback from Daniel Cordell, who said that he started listening to us after uh, the Retro Asylum guys plugged us on, on their show last Beauty.
1: week. Thanks for them for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, so uh, thanks for listening. And he said uh, he had some comments on uh, Micro League Wrestling. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Someone watched that show? Apparently,
0: there was a new version of the game made only for the Amiga in 1990. It was an Amiga-only release. And so so we may have to revisit that.
1: I thought we were playing that release. There was a newer one? There was a
0: newer one. There was a newer one. Because the one that we mm. played was from the 80s. It wasn't from Yeah.
1: wonder what wrestlers
0: were in that. Uh, he said Million Dollar Man's in there. Oh, it, it, maybe it's, it's a data disc. Though. It might It might be a data disc. It might be just an update. Uh, then he also said, slow, <laughs> this is a little off topic. Of all the games. Okay. Uh, he said there was something out for the PC called ESWF. Have you heard of this? Edge of Survival Wrestling. Mm-mm. i am not. And uh, he said that it's. it looks like, mm. it's kind of like Micro League Wrestling but it's got you use your mouse to get out of a pen and there's other moves and it's all mouse based mm. so
1: it's kind of wacky might be interesting to look at yeah and um and so uh thank you <laughs> for that daniel yeah i'm glad to see someone you know uh, it's funny that he i actually went and looked at the numbers on league because this we talked about it's actually not doing that back. no it's started it's, pri- it's, it's, it's picked up it's a late it's got a long tail I'm telling if you look you. at the, the of, of all the shows we did that were the true duds and no one seemed to want to hear that one was rock bottom for the longest time, but it's, i don't know if we've just—we've legendized it by talking about it over there, but it's coming up quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's no longer on the bottom.
0: If you haven't seen it yet, folks,
1: check out our live oh, yeah, stream. Oh yeah, we're really at our best wrestling. on that one. <laughs> um,
0: Chris Folds wrote in, and he said that uh, he said that he played Lionheart over the weekend. Yes. And he said that in his memory it was a nine out of ten, but when he went back to it, it got down to a four. Oh, come on, folks! <laughs> oh,
1: what are you doing to me, man? A and, four.
0: And he said, um, he said that that's why he likes about our, our input on the show. We don't we we play them right before we talk about them, so the memory's fresh. Um, and he asked if have we played Escape from Coldas yet. Have you heard of that? Absolutely game? not. <laughs> so I checked this out. This looks like a game that we should try out. It's a it's an isometric perspective where you're trying to escape from a prison. All right. Uh, like a like a POW camp. Okay. And uh, so I was just wondering if you'd heard of it. No, right? I've not before. heard of that. And um, the last thing that he said is that uh, he's check he's uh, been participating in this thing called the Retro Gaming League. Yeah. And have you heard of these things I before? Have so just in case
1: you 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 have an probably re- got one going on at the retro asylum forums i believe yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: he said there was one for retro asylum and then there's another one that's not affiliated with them mm-hmm. and they just basically they pick a random game for a random system and everybody plays it for a week yeah. and there's high scores and stuff like that so yeah. it seems like a cool way to get you to open up that back catalog you know sometimes we go straight to our favorite games i know with maine you know, I've got my, my go-to games that I play most of
1: the time, and this would kind of open your eyes a little bit. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I, I, we should go do that. We should represent Yeah. West Virginia in the show. We should go in there and whoop well. We should do our best. <laughs> right.
0: We should represent <laughs> ourselves poorly. And um, we got feedback from Paul Kitching. Uh, which one? This is the Paul Kitching <laughs> that did not design our backdrop. Okay. The other Paul I'm glad I asked. <laughs> and uh, he said that uh, we've been uh, mispronouncing H.R. Geiger's name. Yes, I saw eager. this.
1: I saw this. And I'll, I'll say what I said on the, on the the when I typed a response. For years and years and years, I have always heard it uh, pronounced Geiger, all right? which is wrong. I admit that freely. That said, I think there's a... Uh, Uh, if not a pocket of people, then half of a nation of people that have been pronouncing it incorrectly for a long time. There's
0: a lot of words we mispronounce in the United States. Notre Dame.
1: That's not how you say that. Well, listen... <laughs> right down the road from where I lived in Lexington, where's Versailles. Right. <laughs> we live in Hurricane. You know, we are zero. not the linguistic bastards. No, uh, we just butcher stuff because that's, that's what we did. Yeah. It's yeah. America.
0: And um, he said that, uh, Aaron, he just realized that you were not, that, you know, you're talking about using a controller. And he said he can't imagine playing some of these games with a controller. Thank you. And so, Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Finally. Yeah. And um, Although today, not too bad. But yeah. And he, he just had a, a quick BBS story to share. He said, "I got online too late for the Amiga BBS scene, but I have fond memories of FXPing. And I think it means FTPing in Windows 95. I had a 56. This is him writing. I had a 56k modem then. You could still transfer data from one FTP site to another at the speed of light because it didn't have to be dragged down my own tubes. Um, and there were top secret no ratio FTP sites loaded with freebies." all neatly organized into categories do you remember the ftp days
1: yeah very recently actually oh uh, when i first got the cd32 there's a uh, certain cd32 ftp out there that is v- very renowned very free and uh was, i used it just in the past say three years so yeah i still occasionally find in fact i FTP stuff to my xbox all the time oh yeah so that much said uh ftps were awesome especially if you're uh once the internet came around if you were you know exchanging software via the irc channels that was a pain in the butt i can tell you that right now and then of course there was always uh, binary you know usenet stuff but mm-hmm. for the longest time that was a colossal pain until the until they got some nice readers out there that could do the job of you know getting this stuff to get. that was a real pain in the butt so yeah unfortunately i've seen them all <laughs> so yeah but ftp geez that was that was a much better step than a lot of the other ones were yeah yeah um 50 on 56 you know i'm trying to think of if ever, if ever FTP'd on a modem you sure he doesn't actually mean fxp and we just don't know what that is No, well, i mean FT, when did you ever ftp on a modem though i mean on, on a 56k dial-up modem i'm not sure i've ever used that to ftp anything Sure, isn't that, I mean, like, when you went on, like, where sites and stuff no, like that? No, you didn't know that? no FTP, man. You would just download that stuff off the site. No so FTP, when I think FTP, I think, like, you know, FTP sites. You're right, like, it's like a folder
0: structure, right? Like Yeah, Explorer. that's not
1: the way it looked online. On BBSs, you would go, like, for example, you would go to a, you would pick, you go to the file section, and you'd be like, okay, I want, uh, I want Amiga demos. And you hit the button, and it'd say, it would give you a list of what they had, and you would say, like, download or D, and then you would pick the file you would want. You type the name usually, and, then it, would, and then it would start transferring via like Z modem or something. Yeah.
0: Oh, I definitely used FTP with Windows ninety five
1: or Windows three oh, eleven. Yeah, 311. But, yeah I, I, online. Uh, yeah, I'm not honestly, I'm, I'm, I don't think I ever used it on. Talk to your brother. He's the one that showed me how to do it. I mean, I know how to do it. It's, I don't. I personally don't remember well, ever doing it.
0: Maybe you. Well, at that time, maybe you were already on broadband when I was still on probably. Too. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Spectrum Next. Finally, we just got the ZX Spectrum. Uh, the Spectrum Next and what it might mean in the
1: future for I've heard, I heard a lot about this thing. For the Amiga. So yeah. What do you know about the Spectrum Next? Um, it's, it's a uh, modernized version. It's going to have modern ports. It's going to have... I saw one of the things they, they had talked about was the ability of it to eliminate color clash, mm-hmm. which we, uh, they talked about that on uh, Retro Asylum uh this last this past uh week and uh some people were up in arms because they didn't want the color collage to go right i know enough about the uh, spectrum to be dangerous but not effective in any way uh so i don't know everything that the next has but uh i I mean it's basically a uh it's basically someone's modernized the space it's sort of like a new version of spectrum in a modern day right that's going to play the old stuff Mm You know, in a a much easier to use way. Yeah, and the thing that that makes it the most interesting to me is that it's it's the it's (laughs) not
0: hardware emulation; it's actually this FPGA board, very similar to yeah. It's it's and I think that there's a huge opportunity for this for the Amiga. But then I was listening to have you listened to this week's or maybe it was
1: last week's retro Hour? I have indeed with the with the vampire Yeah, guy. and that
0: guy was on there talking, and of course the Spectrum Next, they want to sell it for like hundred and seventy-five pounds. Yeah. Like the same price that the Spectrum originally came out for. The guy, the vampire guy, he's like, Well, if we do this, it's gonna be at least five hundred quid. Yeah. And I've I'm heard like, that. is it just because it has the Amiga name on it <laughs> that you're gonna charge, you know, five times as much for? I mean, if you're talking about the same core, that FPGA, that missed core what could possibly make it cost you know four times the cost of the the spectrum
1: i believe what he was talking about when he mentioned that was would have been another would have been another chip i mean it would have been a a, a faster processing chip than what is on there currently for okay. the vampires i think that's what he meant and i think that's why the cost would increase it's funny the retro hour guys and our buddies are there we love those guys uh, they were, they were good to go. Mm, Five hundred, yeah. sign me up. I was going, Rawr. you know, that's a ton of money. Yeah, you know, I think the vampire. You know, I've I've never quite narrowed down the price. <laughs> we I've, talk about this I a lot. I think it's a couple hundred, couple hundred yeah. bucks, <laughs> a couple hundred bucks. It's Absolutely. doable. Absolutely. Five hundred no.
0: pounds is like seven hundred
1: dollars. So, yeah, no, something he. Well, I mean, here's the thing, and they mention it, and they're right. The guys are right. modern. Well, actually, that's sort of modern. But the the Amiga Accelerator boards, like your those, those things, go for top dollar. Yeah, yeah. So there's top the market's dollar.
0: there for people that want to pay that kind but, of. But
1: I mean, again, I'm like you. This is genuine Amiga Accelerator boards that were made for the Amiga. They're not reprogramming the chip mm-hmm. to do the job. So mm-hmm. if if they have the option of of a, of a big dog, super ultra elite version, in like a regular version, I'm cool with that. And they also, the thing that he talked about that I thought was interesting was the uh, standalone unit. Right. But then I, I thought about that, you know, because remember a couple weeks ago, someone, I think it was on Facebook somewhere, asked me, you know, at what point, or we got some feedback, but at what point is it no longer an Amiga? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about I think that's the point. <laughs> right. I think the standalone version is not the Amiga. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't well, know what it is It's, at that it's, it's point. a
0: different thing. It's a third thing. It's yeah. not an Amiga. It's not a PC running an emu- Amiga emulator, but it's a third category.
1: This is a weird time. Mm-hmm. It really is to be thinking about it cuz like I said we and I've god knows I've, I've bought into the hype as much as anybody. You know, 6 your 600s, your 500 have AGA and HDMI out and have this SD card support also. It's be great. Mm-hmm. But I mean yeah, It's I, something, It's something's happening here, you know. The way
0: that I see it is if this paves the way for a lower cost, completely hardware accurate, you know, rebranding or remaking of the Amiga, if I can buy something that looks like a 1200 and acts like a 1200 for half the price of a real 1200, it's a win. <laughs> if it's more than an original piece of hardware, I don't care how fast it is, you know. I, I it's not a value proposition. For
1: that me. is the thing. I mean, the, the fellow on on the on the interview uh, at uh, Retro I was saying, you know, hey, we could really jack up the speed, okay? You know, I could run an emulator and jack up the speed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could. I mean, I don't. I don't get the appeal. I play Wings. Mm-hmm. think and Wings, pretty intense on processing power game, right? and it runs better on the 1200 than it does on the 500. You can tweak it to make it run super awesome if you want. But at what point, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess my question is why do you need mega speed? Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, I feel like a hypocrite for going on this road, because I've, I've been I'm like, boy, oh boy, you can run MP3s. But I mean, really, unless for, for cutesy reasons, if you're just playing games on it like we do like we're the we're the bottom of the barrel when it comes to amiga stuff we load it up we play the game it's pretty much all i do Mm -hmm. i don't do any word processing i don't use deluxe paint Mm -hmm. as much as i like it and so how much speed do you need to run the fast so what's the slowest game on Amiga? like glue i mean how how fast you need it to go right you know really and that's the thing and a thousand dollars I mean, if I'm rendering stuff, so, I mean, again, I'm not saying there's no market for this at all. There, I, hey, go nuts if you can get 500, you know, what's 750 bucks worth? Go nuts, but I don't see the, I just don't see the what, what the point of it is. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe somebody yeah. could tell and me. If you,
0: yeah, Ravi, if you're listening to this, and you, you know, if you just let us know, because honestly, I want to know what. What the advantages, and I'm sure there are because you know there's lots of people out there that, that really really want fast Amigas. So. I
1: mean, I can understand the advantage of the modern ports mm-hmm. and HDMI, yes, yeah. SD card support and AGA that I'll get all that, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, having an Amiga that runs at say you know, I don't know, 500 <laughs> megahertz, megahertz or a gigahertz, you know, unless you're doing something, and I'm not talking about the other OS's. You know or the improved versions, I'm just talking I about mean, if you just want to play games on it, yeah, yeah you know, so I, I don't know. It's interesting though, it was an interesting interview. The standalone thing, depending on what they do with it, could be interesting. I just yeah. don't know, I don't know what form that's going to take. There's a
0: new C64 that's going to be a standalone unit that's got that same sort of core. I think maybe details are <laughs> sketchy. So, this is this is happening all over the place. People taking these mist cores, these FPGAs, and slapping a you know, injection mold body around them. and. Hey, if it gets more people interested in retro platforms, I'm all for it. I don't have anything against it. I don't care. I don't lose sleep over this stuff.
1: You know? I mean, mean, it is worth contemplating, though. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm going to shun somebody. Oh, you've got a fake Amiga 1200. What a loser. I'd be like, hey, you've you've heard of Amiga. Gee, you're going to be hugged. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, it it is. If
0: nothing else, it will make the price of the original systems go down, which will make people that want the original systems happy maybe i don't know it's so. it's it's crazy or maybe there. there'll be just crazy demand after yeah, all I I, I was you, just you thinking. never know send
1: us your thoughts yeah. on this i yeah. be interested to hear from me i guess i've got two amigas at home and then you plus the one you've got here so i don't know if i'd feel differently if i had no amigas and i had no money to buy Amigas. i might be like for god's sakes give me that standalone Amiga. Right. you know right. Right. And god knows you have enough trouble with emulation. yeah <laughs> speaking of
0: new stuff um I have officially as of last week ordered The Defender of the Crown collector's cut. Oh, okay. And yesterday I received an email from Sven. Yeah. Shout out to Sven. Yes, I Sven. Um,
1: that it will be shipping next <coughs> week. Beautiful. So So now they have started shipping some already there, right? That's As of last week. I did not inquire on the
0: website. It had no information. (laughs) But according to Sven. Are you saying that crack website is lacking information? (laughs) So um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we'll have the uh, Defender of the Crown collector's cut here. We'll have an unboxing. We'll look at all the cool stuff that's in it. Might even fire it up on the real Amiga
1: 500. You know, speaking of of, uh, Defender of the Crown, I read, let me pull it up here. That they have, uh, they are getting ready to release a new version of of the uh, of the uh, uh, Defender of the Crown that they didn't know existed, and it's for the Spectrum. Really? Yes. How I, amazing! this is. I know is. what we're going to do with our Spectrum. Um, interesting. Uh, they, I guess they, I don't know if they had one and never released it. You know, I didn't see any details, but they said they're going to release it. Uh, and then I guess they're also mentioned in the article that they're still, that I guess they're going to go ahead with the Rocket Ranger, uh, you know, super duper cut, mm-hmm. which I would be very interested in that. Uh, so you know i guess maybe we'll get to play uh Crown on the spectrum oh, <laughs> that would be something wouldn't it i can't you know I, I got that retro uh the retro gamer spectrum big book uh-huh
0: and i've just been loving paging through there those games just have just they they've got a they've got a look to them <laughs> that other retro consoles don't have just because of the hardware limitations
1: it's a um just from what i've seen and i've played some emulated stuff for the spectrum I mean, there's there's some diamonds in the rough. There's some crazy mm-hmm. weird stuff on that yeah. on that on that. Yeah. But yeah, is like, the same way in a lot yeah. of ways. Absolutely. Um, what news do you have for us this week? Um, again, this was not the biggest news. Well, I guess there's a pretty big news, bit of news. Uh, a new outfit in Germany is bringing back the C64. I'm we sure literally started.
0: just talked about that. Five this seconds is, is ago. Is this the one you're talking about yes. that has
1: the uh, the uh, so they're not bringing back the c64 then they're bringing back an emulated 64. right it's got that fpga uh missed hardware so that's how award. they're going to do it they're not going to make bull- see i didn't get the, the the full scoop i just saw i read a little bit of it well, and, and they never really mentioned any of the hardware and so i had no idea that this that's what is, they were doing well
0: this is the same company that also has produced the the replacement board but from now... The replacement PCB for the, for the... For the C64. So it could be possible that they're slapping this in there too. I but that doesn't have all of the modern outs, I don't think, that, that this one
1: is going to have. The information is very scant. Mm-hmm. So you don't... So yeah, that's why I didn't know what... That's exactly. And mm-hmm. I read the article. I was like, oh, that's nice. They're bringing back the C64. But that's pretty much... all they If you say. go to the website, there's not much there. <clears throat> I did go to the website. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. right. There's nothing there. So this makes me wonder... I saw it everywhere. Everyone posted it. They were very excited, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I like old stuff. You know,
0: I like when when stuff comes out that looks old. Am I going to buy Here it? I am. <laughs> I'll come out. But I, look uh, old. But, I mean. We'll see. We'll we've, got 60,
1: we've got sixty. We've got sixty mores here. We're not. Yeah, I haven't got to figure out how to use it. Right, right. i am going to put up some more shelving up here. We need. For all these we need predators. like an extra day of the week that we can just play it. with this it. stuff. We've got jump. We got. Stuff I've got to have that, that
0: Apple too. I've only fired it up one time ever. Yeah, well, it's so. an Apple. I don't give <laughs> <laughs> Um We got some site. Oh, you have any more news or is that it? That's
1: week? pretty much it. I okay. was going to mention the uh, the uh, interview about the vampire. I mean. I would. If anyone interested in the Vampire, I don't know how many people that listen to the show are actually really into it, or maybe no one gives a crap about it. I just want to hear about it. I hope you like it because we literally talk about it. Every well, week. I'm gonna. I'm putting. I'm putting this. I'm. am slamming on the brakes here until I until I. got one of my hands, but uh, you know, it's a. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see where it happens with that. And you're right. And just like the, uh, the next and this other stuff. I mean this it, this is where it is now mm-hmm. you know so we're gonna have it's to new air yeah. You know, it, it's good
0: yeah yeah um you got some site updates this week a lot of stuff going on on the website oh yeah i read some really good articles um, this week. we've got uh dream catch it <laughs> talked about there's you know they have these teen reacts videos teens react to nintendo teens react, and this is this is a guy reacting to an amiga 500 and of course if he would have loved it there would have been no story but the fact that like he gets a lot of stuff wrong and the thing is dirty and he, he blames it for being dirty even you know, though the and uh so everyone has a hearty hoe at this guy. Did, did you watch and that video? I have not seen it. I watched the video actually, did it anger you immensely?
1: I hope it did. I hope it did. <laughs> well, I watched it. see the funny thing is I, by the way, I think this has gotten more comment action it has, than any it's of other tons of action. The uh the truth of the matter is I did watch it. This guy's got one hell of an accent. I, and if someone really knows what it is, I don't. It's real thick. Does he sound like us? No, oh. he's from he's from somewhere in the UK. Okay. But he's got a real crazy voice. <clears throat> but uh, uh, basically, he ordered uh, uh, this uh, the uh, Amiga on eBay, I believe, is where he got it. And when he got it home, he decided to take it apart, and clean it. And when he would it apart, he uh, damaged. He pulled off. He pulled the process the sixty eight thousand chip out. And when he did that, he pulled a leg off of it. And so he was right there right out of the gate. He was not happy. Mm-hmm. And then he thought it had a PCM CIA slot, and he had he got have a bunch of his facts wrong. And the guy was pissed off, and he just ruined his machine, and he was upset. And, and if you go back, the funny thing is, and someone pointed this out and I went and If you go back and look, he's got another video up where he bought a twelve hundred, which he's much more excited about. And he sort of, as someone pointed out on the on the on the site there, he sort of as you know goes back and he's like, well, maybe I didn't quite look at this in the right frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Which he didn't. Yeah. You know, so I, no, I didn't, I didn't pummel or destroy this, this guy. <laughs> At first, I was like, I'm going to destroy a sucker. <laughs> I'm going to destroy it. But I went, I watched, I watched the video. I was like, well, it's just a guy. I didn't yeah. know what he's doing. Hey, I don't know jack squat about this. If you hand me that spreadsheet, here, get it going. Right. I'd just be like, what the hell is this little thing? Is this mm-hmm. a computer? Is this a keyboard? What is it? Yeah. You know, so I forgive. <clears throat> um, we also got a new article today from Will
0: Williams. The this scuzzy. is Yeah, this, yeah. This is really great. Uh, This is information that is is consolidated in a way that you can understand. If you're interested in setting up a SCSI (laughs) hard drive on your Amiga, you need to check this article out because he takes you through step-by-step what you need, the process to do it, uh, some pitfalls that you can avoid. Uh, So we really appreciate Will continuing these kind of how-to, more technical articles. Yes, have
1: you ever set a SCSI up on anything? No. I have, and it's a pain. That's what the Xbox runs on, isn't it? No. No. Uh, oh. The Xbox, the original Xbox, yeah. no, it's IDE. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, um, the uh, you have for our 500 here, I think a SCSI interface. So we may have to go back and really have an in-depth read on that uh, because it's been a long time since I fooled with it. But yeah, SCSI was at, SCSI was sort of the, the, the Amiga hard drive setup until the 1200 turn, you know went with IDE. What is
0: the uh, what is the the timeline after IDE? What came after that? SATA.
1: Yes. Okay. So well, Scuzzy I mean, there's, there's IDE, and, and there's and there's, and there's the wide versions of both, and there's, I mean, there's, you know, each one of them, there was more to it than just saying, here's IDE, there was like Ultra, and mm-hmm. blah, 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 and SCSI had its own sort of, you know, variants. Like branches of the tree. You know, yeah. but yeah, it was, I and Scuzzy was always, the the ripple in IDE was Scuzzy was a lot faster, mm-hmm. you know. I, when I was younger, that's what I always heard, Scuzzy's faster, but I knew it was a lot more complex. The funny thing is back in those days I could afford no hard drive. <laughs> so I would have taken Scuzzy out anything I get hold of. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good article. I was I was very pleased to see that I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, bookmark that for later use. Um uh
0: Dreamcatcher has published another issue. He's been on a roll of these Amiga Scours.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> How many I had, hours does this guy take to do these? I mean yeah. I, this was long. Yeah. And he had so much weird, goofy stuff yeah, in this I, thing. I just barely glanced at
0: it. I like to take my time when I read these. Oh and, you got to. And uh, so but check that out. And uh it's wacky. The last thing is that I attempted or earlier this evening to do a Count Ducula Amigos plays because remember we got that box of games from oh, yes. uh from O'Brien's that had Count Ducula. Uh, but the sprite the, the, the game loaded fine the intro and everything but when I started playing the sprites weren't there it's some kind of emulation error everything else loaded and I could I watched a let's uh, you know um, a playthrough and I could actually move you know I pushed the controller left and the screen would scroll like the sprites were there but they just didn't show up mm-hmm. so uh, I had to work on that yeah O'Brien's we're, we're working on those games I so just wanted to give you an update on that yeah alright boy that was a lot of stuff but now it's time. It's time to talk about brutal
1: football. It's brutal. Well, for starters, I actually own this game. Here it is. Ooh. Is this the
0: first time that you've brought over a game that you've
1: owned on the show? I can't remember. It might be. It's I funny the thing it is, is, I've owned like I own Rise of the Robots. I think, did I bring Rise of the Robots over? No, I don't think you did. And here's the uh, the bag. Maybe you did. In case you care. Um, I. Uh, When I bought the CD32, it came with a certain uh, interesting game list, including this, and I had not played this, but I had heard uh, good things about it, Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, so I was going in with a positive attitude. (laughs) <laughs> so whoops there it goes i just destroyed it <laughs> i've got a couple other uh cd32 tiles i'm actually i dusting out the cd32 i'm gonna get it ready to go and we'll have to just film some stuff with us just sitting there playing with it all right i'm ready um anyways let's talk about this game brutal football um it came out in 93 uh it's funny this game this is why i enjoy getting some of these more obscure games it's not that obscure but these are publishers and developers that we don't really deal with that much. We've seen, it's always Team 17 or Sensible or one of these outfits. So this is a couple, I don't think we've, I think we've done, we've done Millennium, the publisher, because they did the James Pond series. Mm-hmm. This other outfit is called, the developer was Teak. T-E-Q-U-E. It's a strange name. Yeah. Um, they did a, a lot of like Atari conversions from what I could tell. They did Badlands, Blastoids, Chase HQ, Klax. They did Munsters, uh-huh. which is, I think, you, is it amongst... Is that's that amongst yeah, yeah, I think that's in there. Um, Pac-Mania, uh, Pit Fighter, Tubin. Yeah, a lot so, of those kind of <coughs> arcade, Atari yeah, arcade classics. I looked into them. I mean, there wasn't a ton to know. They were a London. Uh, they were in London. They were a game development studio. Uh, and they had a sister company... Uh, called they had it was it was Teak London and then the sister company was Teak I hope I'm pronouncing that right Software Development Limited uh, and they worked independently but collaborated I don't know it was, I don't know why they would be split there was probably some financial reason to do it um, they the uh, they were in East London and had an office at a place called Bow have you ever heard of that how do you spell that B O W huh or no. Bow then they moved to Greenwich southeast London so if you're in London you've you've probably heard of these guys they ended up com- becoming uh, chrysalis software which we have heard of them um, what did they do oh they well a lot of stuff here they uh well, of course look at that <laughs> okay i've had a rough time with my printouts here recently the uh uh they the guys at teak i said they did black lives i mean it ended up becoming chrysalis but it's basically the same stuff mm-hmm. okay did, okay they did tube and pit fighter they did a few other uh um you know Atari, I, so maybe they just had some kind of some kind of deal. I don't know. Um, anyway, the uh, uh, brutal football came on two discs, or the CD32 version came on a CD. Now you could you could play eight people at this game in a tournament format. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could sim- two players simultaneous. Yeah, two players simultaneous. Um, looking over the guys that put this thing together, I mean, really well. The music was done by Richard Joseph, and we, <laughs> again, of course, he's he's, he's the man. did James Pond, Chaos Engine, Cannon Fodder, Moonstone, um, you know, Sensible Soccer, the Barbarian series. He's been all he's been he's done a ton of this stuff. A lot of these other guys we haven't seen much before. Uh, the concept of this thing was a guy named Dean Lester. I don't think we've ever talked about Dean Lester. He was behind uh, Carl Lewis. um ca- or remember Carl? Yeah, Lewis yeah, and, yeah, it, it was. Or,
0: it wasn't Carlos Decathlon. What was it? Well, this
1: was Carlos. Is like it was a like Olympic type Olympic game. game. Yeah, this is a game we got to look at. It's called Fernandez Must Die. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he also did Shadowlands, Shadow World, and a game called Interface. He was the guy that came up with the concept for this, and the rest of his team, a lot of them didn't work on really much anything else. Uh, uh, the names Wild Cup Soccer and Club and Country keep coming up. We're going to, have to look into Wild Cup Soccer because apparently I think it's similar to this in a soccer format. Um, brutal, the Brutal series was well, it was supposed to be a series as far as best I can tell. That seems to be what they imply, but as far as I can tell, not, at least on the Amiga, there was no other games released in the series. Mm-hmm. So, haven't seen this. I can see where Brutal. I don't know <laughs> I can't imagine the concept of this in another game. Really, now I'm thinking about it. I mean, soccer, but this is sort of like soccer. Right? In some way. You couldn't really make a brutal baseball. <laughs> I was just thinking about these carrying the bat around, and beating the hell out of people. Um, this game was out for the original for the uh, ECS OCS. And eventually, they released the AGA C32 versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got wide joystick support. As we found out the hard way when we were trying to set this up on the when uh, to play uh, the Amigas play, but it don't support uh, one, two, and four buttons and uh if you've got the uh if you've got one of the game pads you're putting on cd32 uh, those game pads are real interesting let's <laughs> see those cd32 game pads i mean they're not they're not hideous but i mean they're not the best game pads I ever I, you know I, I don't know i've never used one so i can't it's I sort of can't. like an inverted boomerang that's the okay one, you know or like I, that's the best way i can describe them you'll see them i'll bring them over um believe it or not this actually got ported <clears throat> did you know that and I actually looked at the ports. Just I, I know there's a Jaguar version, right? There's a Jaguar. Now you know why I'm interested, <laughs> right? There's an Atari Jaguar version, and there was a PC version. I watched. I had. I had a good hard look at both of them uh, this week, uh, just to see how they stacked up, and uh, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> the premise of this game, it's pretty simple. Uh, you have a. Uh, you pick from a, a series of teams. Uh, These teams all sort of look like, I don't know, Nordic Mm -hmm. barbarians or or, or, uh, uh, Vikings. Yep, they're all Mm
0: white-haired men.
1: Yeah, they all look crazy, insane tough. Anyway, you pick your team, and then you and your opponent or the computer picks a team, and you go out on what's sort of like, I'd say it's more... Would you say it's more soccer than football-y? I don't know how you... It's sort of like a yeah. combo. It's almost like <gasps> Ultimate
0: Frisbee, too, also. It
1: reminded me sort of like Australian rules football, except more chaotic and much more violent. But, uh, so, you, you're two teams. I believe it's two teams of seven. And you go out in the, and you go out in the field and a referee or a... In, in the old... The version I played, which is the original gypsum version, just looks like a dark figure. I noticed when you we were playing the uh, AGA version, it looks sort of like a minotaur or something. Mm-hmm. It would come out... And it toss like a football up in the air, and then at that point it just do whatever you want you can just it just it's you a you, uh, you can tackle uh you can uh, grab the ball and run or you can uh throw it past the ball or you can kick the ball uh you can also scatter it around the field and I'd say the field much like uh um what was the soccer game we played that had the little radar on it? Oh, Kickoff uh, kick 2. Kickoff mm-hmm. It's got a radar at the top of the screen. Did you ever look at the radar? No, I never no, did either. It's so
0: small. and I mean, it's, it's tiny. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, <laughs> even a, a soccer game fan like Kim Justice, she talks about how nobody even ever looks at the radar. Oh, it's yes. useless. I feel
1: useless better about know. my, my uh, Kickoff 2 prowess. <laughs> and I'm sure the thing is, if you had... You know, I kind of wish they'd done this like Sensible did. Where you had a wider range of vision to mm-hmm. me uh but sell up i
0: guess you 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 can either you can have one or two things you can have big sprites yeah or yeah. you can have old. and really
1: this wouldn't have worked with smaller sprites, right so i understand the trade-off but anyway uh the, the game is set up on a large field i don't know if it's i don't i never even run really those. i think it's marked off for yards So it's a hundred yard field mm-hmm. and then you uh and on either side of the field uh, the, the field is kind of walled in you know sort of like a indoor soccer right right? Mm -hmm. except brick and then on either side the goals are these basically like two picture like a big brick wall on either side with like a a a a corridor it's almost carved out it's almost
0: like a bus stop
1: yeah (laughs) yeah about that size mm -hmm. and you try to run the ball or throw the ball or kick the ball into that yeah anyone works you can run it in there you can throw it in there whatever (laughs) and i didn't know you could run it for the longest time so (laughs) it made a lot easier um the uh, the game so that play, that sounds okay you know it's basically a, it's a very speedball tooly mm-hmm. right then they spice it up how do they spice it up they throw a bunch of weapons and power-ups on the field uh there's a ton of of crazy stuff that comes out now i was we were playing the version in here and i didn't notice when i played up I, I, I played a, a lot of league play on the uh, old version uh, I didn't notice any of the axes, but they're in the books. Uh, in this book, so I don't know if they just added them to the later version. Uh, the, but on on the one I played, mostly it had uh, swords, uh, shields. <clears throat> There's a ton of stuff. They've got grenades. When you get these, it just has a little like a, a counter, and you can just toss them around and blow guys up. Uh, bombs. Uh, you'll see a rabbit and a tortoise walking around. You know, if you run over the rabbit, your guys like mega fast. I mean, super fast. Mm-hmm. To run over the turtle, not good. Don't do <laughs> you're it. super slow. Um, you've got magic potions that can make you invisible, which I I, I never saw that one when I played. I get some of this stuff I don't I don't remember seeing. Um, the, it's got a a, a repel icon. It makes uh, the opposition bounce off of you. That's very uh, uh, that'd be very helpful if you're trying to run to the goal. Then of course you got the axes. And the axes you just pick you just basically run over them. And toss them, and, mm. and you try to you know dig them into somebody. Um, there's an ice cube, and it, it's it, not for the pop charts. No, it's not. And uh, uh, there's something called a running ball, where the ball will get up and run by itself, which I <laughs> I didn't see. Did you ever see that? No. <laughs> um and in two-player mode you get direction reverse oh reverses direction of your opponent's joy pad wow that's maybe, brutal
0: me i it's possible that that was affecting me and i didn't even know it that maybe that's why I, that's why i scored all
1: those goals that can't be what it was <laughs> and then there's team swap it swaps your team's controls Are you serious? yeah wow so it, they added in some create some crazy stuff you could also change the, the the uh formations of your team from an aggressive standard and uh defensive <clears throat> uh This all sounds very technical and interesting, but the bottom line is you run around like a damn maniac. I mean, it's chaotic, but it's controlled chaos to a certain degree. After a spell, I was able to pass and uh, Mm. kick quite nicely. The learning curve is not
0: nearly as steep as kickoff.
1: Now, I will say, I played on the lowest dumb guy setting, which was beginner, Mm. you know, baby sucking his thumb, stupid.
0: It switches the characters for you when you pass, it helps you. Locate the nearest person
1: I so. will say I enjoyed it a lot on yeah. that setting yeah so dumb me up because <laughs> it, I, I thought you know uh, I, I'm gonna just stick keep it simple mm-hmm. and I'm sure if uh, someone with a real good grasp of the game could go up to these because I had a lot of different settings which I like yeah. that but I, the thing is I
0: don't think that the game is deep enough to really warrant having the higher level nobody's they in Ireland right now they're not having the world Cup of brutal
1: sports football well, you know, I bet if you were really good at this, though, the, the extra controls could probably help you out. Maybe, maybe, you know. I don't know. I it's I'm too bad to, to speculate yeah. on that. Um, <clears throat> I played this game a lot this week, actually, more than I've gotten to play any of the games recently for a long time. I really had hours and hours to play it, and I played that crap out of it. I, you know, it's on the on the uh, on the original Amiga. It runs a little choppy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and the game is not lightning fast by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it it reminds me actually, ter- it sort of in terms of the way it moves, it's a little like TV sports football. It's just right, kind of that uh, slow motion feel. As it's not as super, it's not molasses slow, but I mean, it's slower yeah. than you would expect. Well, and you, I think that you, because the field is so
0: small, they have to slow the guys down, or else you'd just be zipping back and forth. Yeah,
1: forward. yeah. Uh, it's nothing more rewarding. And again, it I'm going to compare it to sensible soccer. Um, sensible soccer is a better fundamental game. All right. It's uh, you can set up strategies and do stuff and probably if you're a really good hand you can right play it. That said this has some of that satisfaction you get from complete passes Mm -hmm. or or scoring a long goal. Yeah. Uh, It's also real satisfying to chop a sucker's head off or kick him which you can also do Mm -hmm. which I love that. And I'll have to say I had kind of a crummy day at work the other day and I came in and played this and it really works out the tension quite nicely yeah. just a, you know it's great to behead everyone on the other team but one guy and win by beheadings <laughs> another thing I like is I the, the very first game this I played with the computer I went in, the, in overtime now, did you ever go in overtime? No. in overtime there's no ball all you do is you go around and kill as many people you <laughs> That's as you can so at the end of the game you've killed the whole other team Wow. so it's sudden death they're not kidding you suddenly right. kill everyone on the other team wow um after you win a game, and, and did you play this in league play at all? No. I played in league play quite a bit. And so after the, which you'd think, oh, league play. It's not even as deep as, say, Speedball 2. And, and this you have, it shows your locker room. And, of course, all your players are sort of like, um, well, I mean, if you beat the game, you find out they're like Terminators or something. Mm-hmm. They're like robots, basically. But uh, um, it shows, in your locker room, it shows, like, all your guys and these tanks and some of the guys are standing there like, and some of them are like, "Oh God!" And some of them are just like laying on the ground like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> and so you've got three things you can do: you can, uh, you can, uh, you can give them aid. Mm-hmm. You know, you can increase their skill basically, and, or you can give them like, basically like mega aid if they're really hurt. And that's where, <laughs> when, when when the when you do something, to the players this little wall comes up. And you hear different noise. And when you give them like the super, like cranial aid, you hear like drills and oh. stuff. So I guess they're in there rebuilding these suckers. Mm-hmm. And you have a set amount of money that you can... That's spend. really interesting. See, I didn't even know about that aspect of the game. Yeah, but, I was just but really, you think to yourself, oh, that sounds neat. But in all honesty, the the this game has flaws. And I'd say the biggest flaw is it's not... If you're going to get into a league, the league play is weak. It's real weak. Because... The, there is no strategy. I mean, you can heal your guys. You can, you know, do the. There's only three options in a locker room. You go out and just play again. Now, if you mm-hmm. like the game, which like I did, that's fine. Uh, and you, you know, you want to increase your speed as much as you can, uh, which is the third. You know, when I say skill, it really, it's makes them quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, as you play, you'll find out there, there are a couple teams that aren't playable by a PC. I don't know if you saw any of these guys, I'm pretty sure you did. There's a there's a there's a lizard team. Uh, li- those guys can like breathe fire. Wow. Yeah. And then there's there are goats. They look like rams. They have big horns. Mm-hmm. And then the super mega team of doom are the rhinos. They're not very fast, but they like, just they'll run you over. They're they're super duper tough. I noticed now uh, uh, I didn't see these on the CD30 version, so I'm guessing they're not playable. I know in the P on the uh, uh, on the uh Jaguar version I believe it was they are it might have been a PC but they are a player you can actually choose those teams from the main menu which you can't do on, on this one. Um I had a look at this on the PC and the Jaguar. The PC version uh looked not that good. Mm. Um it was a, the uh you know how the field looks very mad almost mm-hmm. in a way? Um this looked like a real crummy I don't know uh flight simulator 2 style you know polygonal just junk junky it just looked i mean the guys looked okay the stadium was like eh. Mm -hmm. it wasn't that good Mm -hmm. it didn't look that good at all so pc version i will say having watched the jaguar version it looked sharp it probably now without playing it mind you it looks like the best of the bunch Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very much on par with, say, the CD32 mm-hmm. uh, um, version, but maybe a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'd, like, not to a it, I'd yeah, like to give that shot. Yeah, I don't have it or I would. Something else I noticed that was kind of wacky is that the PC version has different team names. Hmm. You know, in the Amiga version, you've got, the, and maybe this was Americanized or something like that, but, God, their names are so stupid. So in the PC version, you got the Mad Dogs, the Warlords, the Barbarians. That's the Amiga the, version. That's what I say, the Amiga version, yeah. that's what I mean. Uh, the PC version. Get these names. I don't know which name got changed to what. You got the the cr- the, the Crankers, the Devils, the Nutters. Which, That's, <laughs> how did it's got to be again? British. The Phantoms, the uh, Jazzers, the Gooners, and the Zippies. That sounds that that, These that are horrible a, that, names. I'm sure
0: that was a UK thing.
1: That sounds like names think, they give their I teams. I man. Yeah, I was baffled. I, I it's just one of those things you don't really think about. It, but I, I, I'm like, what is those this? names
0: sound cool to people in England? The
1: the Jazzers. Yeah. No one thinks that's cool. If
0: Constoles, you think that's what you cool,
1: think? what? Just because he always disagrees with <laughs> you, now you're gonna start picking him out. Um. I found out there's a way to cheat. I always find out what when I whatever I can uh, you can uh, if you want to play in a league you can type in a number you can type an L followed by a number and you can basically go to that game in that level of the league uh, which is handy um, what did you think of this I've been talking for a while what did you what was your impression of this game you well it, I think this game had
0: potential in the same way that speedball 2
1: is a great game
0: uh, speedball 2 is a great game correct this is not a great game um, this game has several things going for it. The destructibility of the field is cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah we well, a turf. big chunks of the turf mm-hmm. come off the field. The way that you can deliberate or you can permanently disable your opponent by beheading them—it's very reminiscent of Nintendo World Cup, where you basically can do the same thing in a soccer setting. You I, can I think kill a guy in there? Yeah, I mean, you can you can make them die on the field basically. jeez that's crazy I didn't... um yeah it's, uh, which I think it's a pretty great game um the the stadium looks great the graphics in general are very good where the game falls apart for me is that no matter what team you pick your guys look exactly the same you know we've got the red team and the, and the blue team they should have opened it up and made the lizard team pickable the rhino team
1: pickable they should because those guys look
0: way different yeah, yeah. um that would have been great. Um, <laughs> making the game, it's it's very cluttered all the time. And I, it seems like the field, you could keep the sprites the way they were, but maybe just make the field a little bit bigger. I don't know. I think it's, it's a hard thing to do when you're dealing with those that, that size of sprites. And like you said, you can't make the sprites any smaller because you'd lose some of that animation. I think the animations are really good. Um, I don't think it's a bad game. Uh, we've definitely played worse. Uh, I enjoyed it much more with two players than, than singly. Um, and the stuff you were talking about with the league, even though it does leave something to be desired as far as, you know, jacking your guys back up, at least they included that to kind of give you something to do in between matches.
1: I, uh, I agree with you to a certain degree. I, I would say something controversial. I, I enjoyed playing the actual game of this, the actual part where you're actually playing the game, I enjoyed it as much as I did Speedball too. Really? I really... Yeah. I enjoy... I Maybe I'm just a mean guy, but it's fun to just gut a sucker. I like to watch them kick the crap out of guys. Mm-hmm. I love coming up from behind and just beheading somebody and then kicking their head around mm-hmm. throwing it. Uh, I like the fact that you can kill your opponents to win. I like the fact that you can that the game is fun. I felt like I was in control of the game to a mm-hmm. certain degree. Even, mm-hmm. I believe it or not, I felt more so on the on the uh, one button version. I was used to playing than the you know the two button, but uh, uh, the uh, I thought it was I thought everything involving the actual game was very fun, just fun. Mm-hmm. The problem is they you're right they they really missed an opportunity here to make this a deep, interesting game. Whereas people has it beat them and others do as well. The uh, the tournament area is just lacking. The I mean the the uh, not the tournament, but the the league. The tournament's just a tournament. Right. The, but the, it's uh, the bracket. The league just doesn't. There's not enough options. I would like to be able to tweak my guys a little more. I'm not really a tweak guy either, but it would be more fun to be able to have a little more control over the team and having more options. Or maybe what would be awesome is be able to trade for guys or be able to like build new guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, or so, you know, like even like a if you've played Cyberball in Cyberball you can upgrade your certain characters. Right, right. That would be fun. Yeah.
0: You know? If you get money after a match, you know, <laughs> you can upgrade you can buy, you know.
1: Yeah. It would be a lot it would be neat. I mean, there's and the thing is that stuff's easy. They mm-hmm. did the hard part. They got mm-hmm. the gameplay. You right. Know? I would like for the game to run a little smoother. Uh, but again, I played the old version. It probably the AGA version does run pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not perfect. It's pretty smooth. Um they missed up uh, I the uh they missed some opportunities uh, to just put those, you know, we always talk about the little things that make it endearing to you. They This doesn't, this is this seems like something they, they put out. They said, okay, we've got this game, though. let's go ahead and ship But They didn't really care for it, you know, mm-hmm. really tenderly before they put it out. Uh, they could have added, you know, like even Speedball's got the guy, Ice Cream Guy and all the other stuff. And, you know a few extra things in the field would have been interesting. Maybe an occasional pit opens up or something like that. I mean, you could with this concept, the mm-hmm. sky's the limit. Yeah, I, I feel like the the power, they, they've already got a lot
0: of stuff going on in the field with the power-ups and stuff, but there's not really, like the, there's not an equivalent of the ice cream guy or a halftime show or something like that. You and know? even
1: the if you watch the opening, which I, I watched, and the opening of it is uh, not that great either. I mean, the little cinematic thing, mm-hmm. So that shows the guys that they're coming out in the field. They it, it could have been, you know. Again, it's just sort of like, well, here we got. Let's do the bare minimum. Right. It would have been great if they would have at least maybe like for the the main team
0: that you play or whatever have some player names or something like that. Or you know,
1: I mean, you can name the team, but it'd be cool to like, you know. I, we I was watching the a uh, uh, CD thirty two review of Cannon fodder, and they were talking about how you get attached to certain guys when they go to Boot Hill. You feel bad, mm-hmm. you know that that works yeah because we're humans that's what we yeah. like you know it would be cool to have, if everyone in the league had names and you could oh here comes this guy I don't like him yeah Now now maybe we're reading too much into a game that's basically like a game that we just <laughs> go ahead and smash people this reminded me of something you play on like the Genesis mm-hmm you know you get it mm-hmm. like for 20 bucks or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. you know or you rent it for the weekend yeah yeah and I mean but I mean that much said all that criticism aside uh, I I did enjoy it a lot more than it had any right to. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because I'm an American and I'm a big violent jerk. I just want to see people get chopped in half. But uh, uh, God, it was it was very gratifying to uh, to kick a lot of ass in this game. I have to say I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, I looked up the uh, eBay price of this bad boy. Um, Surprisingly, there were none available in the U.S. and, and apparently hadn't been for some time. Really? Yeah um maybe this never came out in the u.s the funny thing is I, I've, I've got a copy of it right here and i think this is the ntsc version um but uh, the uh maybe you've got a gold mine in your hands right oh, now. oh yeah well the thing is I've, I've looked up all the games that i got when i bought them mm-hmm. when i bought the machine to see what they were going for and i don't remember any of them going for jack squat <laughs> so suddenly there's been a surge on brutal football i don't know somebody give me a call um, in the UK, of course, you guys are land of milk and honey. You guys get everything you want with the Amiga. You can get a boxed copy of this thing between twenty-three and thirty-three bucks US, so pretty reasonable. Uh, there was only one guy selling the discs, and he was wanting twenty bucks. So mm-hmm. i so you know, again, that's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. And uh, the and now the funny thing is the Jaguar version. Just for fun, I looked it up. I couldn't find any of the PC version. You can get the Jaguar version thirty bucks boxed, so kind of about the same price area. You know, and some Jag games go for quite a bit of money. Dude, uh,
0: Jaguar games, they, did they come in those Genesis-like
1: hard plastic cases? The cases on Jag are real interesting. You mean, you mean the actual box yeah, or the, the actual, actual box.
0: cartridge box?
1: Do I have any that are in the box? I don't know if I've got any that actually came in the box. I think all the ones I've got were loose. So, I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that. Okay, I was just curious. Um, but, uh, overall, you know, it's a fun game. I would like to, this game screams for a redo. I would love to see someone come up and um, remake it. Mm-hmm. It would be fun. And boy, multiplayer online, you know, sign me up. Yeah, That would be a blast, Yeah, you know. Uh, so I guess I, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up uh, with a uh, caution that it's shallow, mm-hmm. which is. I, I, I agree,
0: I'll give it a thumbs up. Just know what you're getting into, um, and uh, just enjoy yourself. You know, beat up some guys for a little bit, work out some frustration. Beat
1: up your buddy, your brother, your girlfriend. Chop their heads off. (laughs) All right. Well, Aaron, um,
0: it's time to thank our sponsors. So. Thank you, thank you. Here we go. I'm going to sing it to the tune of
1: Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. You're going to sing it to the tune of Goodbye Listeners.
0: Robo O'Hara. Paul Harrington, Lawrence and Wood, Logan, 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 Logans, Jonas Serrul, by men Ted from the Crypt, Adam Bradley, Chris Folds with Williams Bingston. Richard, and Bingston O'Brien's Redo and Valentine's Chad Austin, Brad patreon.com slash Amigo's Podcast. What
1: are we going to play next week, Aaron? Man, I've never just insult so many people at once. Elton John, <laughs> everyone in the UK, and all of our Patreon subscribers. I'm so sorry. You know, some places you get Patreon goodies. Here, if, you're, if you've you spent the money to get Patreon, butchers your name in a violent way. Next week, I put in a request for a game that I've been uh, licking my chops to get hold of, Battle Squadron. The uh, game that came from the maker of our very first episode's game, Hybris. So it's going to be shoot em up fun for the whole family next week. That sounds like a great one. Mm. We'll see you then. Until next time, adios. adios.